This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. On the Blitz 11 yeah, we can we can thank Dan Hawk for the delay. Yeah, no doubt. No, no <laughs> doubt whatsoever. He was, uh, he was, he didn't just, Dan didn't conduct an interview, he did a query. Yeah, he did. And he I mean, did. he did like an inquisition there for a little bit there. Coach, you uh, like Wilson? a 60 Minutes type special? <laughs> it was like that, yes, I heard ticket. Yeah. Coach Wilson, thank you for joining us. Really uh, appreciate you taking a few moments to come over here. Uh, my name is Jeremy, this is Rick. We are, ha- we are part of your radio crew for the uh, University of Tulsa, so we'll see you a lot coming up here in the near future. Uh, Colby Daniels as well. Um, first of all, thank you for this. And we, we were talking earlier about coming in and kind of setting a, setting a tone that you have uh, in a press conference. And, and the main thing that I took away from you is in today's age with athletes and with what we're seeing with how the game is transitioning to a variety of different elements, there's still equity in the players that are here and that was important to you. I heard you hammer that time and time again about talking about the sweat equity that goes involved. They're here for a reason, right? And no, you're no. here to help foster them in whatever is next for them. But the players that are here matter, and that's so refreshing to hear that in a day and age when so many people are quick to jump and then also some others are quick to cast aside uh, student-athletes. And I think and great points, and, and I don't know, it's just in my heart. Um, it's a developmental game, developmental sport. We're a developmental program. Um, but even, I mean, the great, I'm coaching tight ends. You know, the best tight ends that play a game aren't good till they're about 26 or 27 <laughs> in their second contract. Yeah. You know, and, and they're, they're late draft picks. You know, they're still developing. And, you know, it just takes a lot. It's time on task, and it's finding those kids with the right kind of mindset that want to show up every day, want to go to work. They're not afraid of failure. They're not afraid of competition. Uh, you know, they're not, there's not like guarantees in life. And, and you get used to working in environments. You also got a chance to, to be good in life. And um, like I said, I got emotional a couple times up here today because I think of all the, the kids and, uh, and the people that have affected me having this opportunity. Uh, but at the same time, you want to have that effect on them, you know. And so I, I'd love for the I don't, I don't – uh, I knew Daryl Simpson because I looked at him. When when I was when he was coming out with OU and yeah. I saw old Tom Stiles, I know you and then he tells oh heck yeah I went what's your practice okay he's actually had family from Ohio uh, we didn't get serious with him at the time but you know I, I didn't know a lot of the guys uh, Farniak I recruited his brother mm-hmm. years yeah. and years ago at OU his brother came down on picture day when, when after Sam Bradford had won the Heisman there was like <laughs> ten thousand people getting Sammy B's autograph from in 2009 picture day and there's the Farnia. So I saw Farnia, I saw that name. I said, there's no doubt of this. Is. And he's turned out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, uh, I didn't know a lot of guys. I just wanted to come down. I didn't know the coaches. And I came down and my, and I, I did not talk. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, you know, coach that my wife knew coach day knew. Gene Smith knew. I called coach Meyer to get it. I called coach Stoops. I talked to Joe Castiglione. Like, what do you think? But I didn't tell people. And then I didn't go talking to coaches. Hey, I'm, I might get this job. Do you want to go cut, go? Cause I didn't want it on the, on the blurb, that's why I was mad when Caden put it out the one day. I said, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that scoop, man? I'm trying to be quiet now. I'm not trying to. I'm not having a press conference saying I'm out of a job. I just, you know, I, I just. I, so I haven't talked. I wanted to get down and see these coaches, get to know them, see the players, get to know them. Um, in this day and age, I guess you technically don't have to keep anybody, but I thought it'd be best if we got good people. They're here for a reason, and, and who am I to come in and just blow it up? To, now I'm not here to put a bandaid on it. I think we we're close to having a chance we could be pretty doggone good. And and in fairness to these seniors, how much time do they have? In fairness to me, I'm getting old. How many years I got? I mean, let's go. <laughs> right? So I want to have yeah. as good a start, as good a year as we can. And I thought the best way would be to come down, get to know these kids, connect with these kids, and see if they want to roll. 
So you just said something, and feel free to, if, if you don't want to share, that's completely fine. But when you reached out and asked the opinion of those that, you, that mean the most to you, like the Joe C's of the world and Bob Stoops, what is the overall general impression of the University of Tulsa? For, they, for some people that are listening that might view it a certain way, how, how do outsiders uh, from the program that are so life-driven from the sport of football, how do they view this place? They view it a place that's always won and has challenges but has, has always had success. There's always been a, a winning vibe around this place. I think the kids embrace coming to school here are used to working hard, and there's a little bit from the academic side, there's still a little toughness because it's not an easy place to be successful at in the classroom. I think it carries over on the field. So uh, everyone was very complimentary. I, I knew the place kind of pretty well, I thought. But everyone I talked to said it would be a great place, great opportunity for you. I kept saying, if I got a chance, what's going to be better than this chance for me? Let's go do this. We can win. Uh, and most importantly, I think we can impact a community, impact a school, but really impact these players. And that's what we're here to do, and I'm excited to have the opportunity. You know, a couple of things you said really stuck with me. One, you talked about three-star guys. When you mentioned the three-star guys in the NFL, Tulsa's one of those teams that has to, as you mentioned, get guys and develop guys. Zayvon Collins, uh, you, you look at, uh, you know, Tyler Smith and Chris Paul, guys all in the NFL nowadays. You have recruiting ties here. You always have. Or is that, you know, it's program guys, as I call them. Is that what you want to base a program on? Well, I, and, and you say program because they're just good kids always doing good. Right. Or are they are they program guys because they're going to develop i think there's an art of you it's it's hard to recruit a highlight tape you got you got to go see that kid practice and watch his body language on a basketball court or in a weight room you got to peel it back and understand why why a kid with a 27 act has a 2.2 gpa what's is he an underachiever mm-hmm. what's going on here because an underachiever academically is going to underachieve in player development now maybe there's reasons why, and I, I've taken a lot of students that maybe didn't fit the profile that were great because they were, they, you know, they had the right family, they were used to being pushed, they were used to doing right, they were used to being on time. We're still human, we're still flawed, we're not going to be perfect. But I think there's a, there's an art of finding the right guy, the right. But you need some length, you need some size. But you take a big guy and go lose weight, he's still going to be slow. It's better to take a skinny guy that can move and get him bigger than some big guy and drop a bunch of weight because guys that can't move can't move. The game is still played with speed agility it's development and i think there's just an art as you go through this of taking your time i don't know if we're going to out recruit guys but we got to recruit the right guys Mm -hmm. that fit here and give us a chance to play winning championship football i I said jeremy too thank god they finally hired a lineman (laughs) there is no doubt i'm excited about that we're talking about the same big boys one other thing there you said several times i wanted to swing for a job and was was it were you at ohio state you said you weren't looking and i get that but were you looking when it when it came up of this is the thing, this is my, my time? You mentioned you're I, I, 61 I, years old. Well, and that was a conversation when I had, like, with Coach Day. It's like, you know, you know I, got, I mean, I, I got a son on the team up there. I got two daughters that now live in that community. One works for the Attorney General. One works kind of with Ohio State. And so I'm not from there, but, you know, we got some ties there. It's a great place, a great city, just like this one. Great team. And love the players. Most importantly, but really I love the people, Gene Smith, Coach Day, Coach Meyer that gave me a chance, all the guys in the building. It's, it's, it's awesome, but at the end of the day, if you want a chance to be a head coach, you just don't get this opportunity. And both Rick and I can't tell you as well, when President Carson got involved with, hey, I, I want you, I want you to come lead us, that made me feel good. So you need to talk to my wife. I want her to hear your voice and your commitment. I, know, I mean, I want you. And, if, and it's, it's nice to feel wanted. And I said, okay, these are people that want me and they want football to be good. How many times are you going to get that chance? Where all that's kind of, I know Bob always talked about 
President Boren, Joe Castiglione, and Bob Stoops, everybody was lined up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sitting here talking to an AD and a president, and they're lined up and they want you. That made me feel good. Gave me some confidence and gave me some excitement. And this game's about energy and excitement, and it, and it, it, it was – it feels good. I'm excited to be here, honored to be here. You talked about the development of guys. To me, that's uh, there are several layers when you peel the onion uh, on development of, of guys. What, in your opinion right now, is a Tulsa football player, and what type of people are you looking for to fit into the culture of a locker room? Well, I, I think, first of all, you, you got both sides of the mouth, okay? you got to be enough teammate where it's not about you. But also, if it's good for you, it's good for the team. So there's got to be a little bit of selfishness too. Now, it's not all about you. Yeah. But you got to be good with what we're doing, and you got to understand coming in where you where you're starting, and what you need to do to give yourself a chance to be successful. And sometimes the time it takes. Sometimes it might take. Some guys are ready day one. Some some guys need two years, and they're going to be maybe great players. They just aren't quite as strong or as mature, as confident physically, psychologically. Um, so, you know, you know you're, you're, again, looking for, you know, I, to me, a kid that I said in, in, up there earlier, you know, working hard's a talent. Yeah. He loves the work. He loves, he loves the game. He wants to train. He understands how to, to manage his time where it's not video games all night and playing <laughs> Fortnite, but, but, but I need to get some rest. I got some schoolwork to do, but I need to get some rest because I need, I, need, I, need, I need my body to recover so I can have another great, good off-season workout tomorrow. In versus burning that candle too thin. And not the kids are necessarily, quote, partying all the time, but a lot of these kids are living 27, 28-hour days because they're sleep-deprived. And when you're trying to be a confident team and develop guys, you got to learn how to eat and sleep and rest. So a big deal will be trying to teach these guys in their own way. Now, they got to make those choices. And we can't sit there and hold their hands. But, you know, you want, you, you, you want kids that show up every day ready to compete. And that means, too, and this is hard because of social media, a part of competing and working hard is you fail. Yeah, it's okay 100%. to fail, but get out there and flop. But go, go, come to work. Don't don't be tapping out and, and hiding. Or I can't. You get kids who understand how to take care of their bodies. They develop their bodies. They love to practice. They love to compete. And then you got a chance if you keep stacking up those days. And a lot of guys stacking up those days. Now all of a sudden you got some depth and some playmakers. You got a chance to have a damn good team. How can you Fail ever fast, learn? How yeah. can you ever learn anything when you don't when you don't fail? Like you you learn the most from moments like that, and it's it's refreshing to to hear you uh, come across in, in in a way like that as well. Because I I think that that's a that's a lost art with told, where we're at right now. I told the guys last night that academically right now, I believe a winning grade for an offensive lineman at my time was seventy percent. Now if they had a seventy percent academically. The athletic director, Rick, is meeting them, asking them what's wrong with their grades. Why are your grades so bad? Uh, Jamal Brown, one of the premier players I ever coached in my life, Allen Trophy winner, two-time All-American, the first lineman drafted when he came out in 2005 draft. He graded 73% for me for the year, and he was as good as I ever had because you're going to fail. Yes. A couple, three times. This is as good a player as we have, and once he's getting beat. He didn't finish that play. He's a little bit high. His hands are outside. you got to get lower. Get your second step around. Get your feet wider. I mean, you're always critiquing a little bit, you know, but – you know, we're, we're chasing perfection, and a part of perfection means we fail. And you just want to get guys that, that love to compete, aren't afraid. But because of Twitter, we think we see kids that never fail. Yes. So yes. we right, fail. Right. And Instagram, the model's set up for that, right? Look at whatever, look at the fabulous life that everyone yes, else right. is leaving, living, and you're not living yours. Um, there, there's one element to that when you talk about um, finding, finding the process and, and, and developing 
Um, Kobe Bryant, I read his book, and he was talking about finding joy in the grind, right? How, how much of that is, is, is truthful, in your opinion, uh, is like appreciating, appreciating the difficult moments that you have and understanding that that's going to make you better in the long run? And, and, and with, with my current players right now, it's all – I, 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 I got a group of guys that's probably been our most consistent guys, great guys staying healthy and practicing every day. And every day of practice, I say, man, thank you for being here. I appreciate your work today. Appreciate just you know we keep stacking up those days. We're gonna we're gonna be good and 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 I just keep complimenting and just selling that vibe that that I thank you for what you did. I appreciate you doing it. And now for worth a flip, we'll do it again tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and, yes. and we, I don't need you to be any better. Let's just do that again. Because right. to me, greatness. I remember the you know first time I saw Ryan Broles catch eleven catches in a game. I said, now if you're worth the darn, we'll do that next week, right? I don't need you to do, just do that again. And you know, part of part of being really an upper level, really good team and a good player is when you get to that, I'm pretty good. Can you just stack that day again? And can you stack that day again? And maybe all of a sudden today I'm not feeling good or I'm a little bit off, but we're off kind of get back and keep stacking all those good days. And, and uh, so to me, you're looking for that consistency with the type of kids that they, they want to show up, they want to go to work, they want to compete. It's, you know, you want to have a little brother, me on you in practice, but along the way you get that little, you know, you, we'll, we'll do as much as we can to have as many competitions and weight room workouts and all season to winners and losers and try to reward the guys the right way. But uh, but also want to appreciate the guys that fail. That's a part of growing, yeah. is as we fail. Yeah, the grind is what makes you better, right, along the way. You've been a head coach and you've been an assistant, and you talked about you know getting everybody in line. The word that's thrown around these days is culture, which is really doesn't mean anything anymore because they throw it around so much. What does it mean to you, and how do you go about that? You've seen it on both sides, getting a culture that lines up. I, I, to do it, first of all, it'll be in, in recruiting and putting together the staff that can we get those people on board that they will be an extension of your culture, and here's what you want. Here's what we want to do. Not what I want to do. Here's what we want to do. Here's how we want to do it. This is going to represent our school, our athletic department, community. This is how we want to play. This is how we want our locker room to look. And you will do. We'll go through that with some player ownership. We'll probably in time start putting our players in charge of select groups that will be. It won't be a leader of the DBs. It'll be a DB with the receiver and a running back and a tight end and O line and D line. And this is my little platoon. This is my guys. And as my guys do good in school, I get rewarded. If my guys are missing class, we have concerns and issues that you, as as teammates, you know, you 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 you, you kind of address as, as as you go through that. So, um, it's. Um, I mean, it's 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 it's, challenge. it's an art to connect with these guys. Yeah. It's a talent to connect with these guys. But at the same time, if you can if you can just be consistent, you gotta you can't hold a guy out of practice and then he plays every every play. I mean, the guys that don't practice, it's hard to play in games. You know, you better if you're gonna have guidelines there for everyone, and you better be careful of the rules. I mean, rules are made to be broken, so you better be careful of how many rules you have. Because in that being said, you better follow them, and everyone follows those rules. So as we put that. That culture together, uh, one, it's just going to be tr- based on honesty. I mean, if you, I mean, I, I told some guys, Dad, I said, I said, I need you to be honest in the semester. Did you work as hard these last couple weeks to finish your grade? And if you can say, yes, then I'm fine. Because stats are for assistant coaches and losers. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in that deal. You know, I don't care what the number is. Tell me you did your best. Um, you know, the, um, um, you know, Treating people the right way with respect, mm-hmm. especially within our community, women and older people. I mean, honesty, respect. Our guys know right and wrong. I mean, you know, if we gave a test on, on doing right or wrong, they'd all make 100. I mean, you're human. You're going to mess up. But let's do right. Let's make sure our intentions are right. Let's make sure our intentions of, of doing things. You know, you know I missed a tutor day because I actually forgot to set my phone. 
versus I lied and I had two flat tires and this and this and this. I mean, just own your mistakes and because we're all going to fail. Uh, but, you know, the, to me, the culture is going to be honesty, um, uh, you know, working hard, working consistently, treating people right. And then, again, along the way, you just, you know, you need those guys that want to show up every day. We're not going to be a good team with guys that want to show up. Accountability, and, right? And we've, we've got to get them where they buy into the value of, of coming to work and, and doing well. And that means we're going to have to teach them, I think, a little bit as we do it. I'm sure it's been, doing, been done here already, but kind of how to live your life a little bit. And the best teams to me are pretty good in school. And the best teams may always have that little uh, spiritual piece to it. It'd be nice to have those FCA guys around a little bit. And not to force anybody, it's just there. You know, we're talking about psychologists and all. That's one of the best psychologists of all time right there now. So when you're dealing with hard times and toughness, there's it's amazing just the vibe of that. Not that everyone's to show up before a big game and go to chapel, but there's just be nice to have our, our, our people around just because we're, we're developing a piece of clay. And we got this 18 to 22 year old guy trying to make him in the man. One of the last big touches of his life. And you take that seriously now. Let's get that degree. But man, let's have good kids working hard. And let's help you on the field, off the field. Let's help you become a man to be successful. Hopefully, so we can win some games. Yes. And most importantly, they can go live successful lives and impact our community. We got to introduce him to Chris Kaiser, the FCA director for this part of Oklahoma. As a former player here, he used to be on our broadcast crew. One of the best guys you'll ever know, and uh, well, he'll come out and do the watermelon feed for your team at some point. But awesome. once you get to know Chris, you'll realize, yeah, yeah the FCA. One of my favorite players, uh, Vince here. Carter, was a great center for us at Oklahoma, and he was doing one of the chapters down there with the group at OU. After that was his, he's a, he was also a Christian rapper. It's pretty cool. I had him come up and visit with our team one time. It was the last guy that I met with at Indiana Higher was, was who was going to be my religious piece. And I was struggling with that because I, I, you can't force on people, but I just right. wanted someone to be there for those kids. And I wanted them, if, if you've always went to church, come find a church. You know, because I know when I went to college, well, that's not my church. My church is back home. So I go home, I go to church. That's not my church. I mean, I kind of look back on my college experience, wish I would have had a little stronger faith. No regrets, but I look back, and I, why, why, did I, why didn't I seek that a little bit harder back then? And I don't push it on our guys, but I – I want the academic piece, the wellness piece. That's a huge part of these guys. And it's delicate with these kids, but, yeah. but it's still life, and we got to be there for them and love them up. Last one from me, and, and I always laugh at situations like this because so many people have questions uh, to things that you probably don't even have answers with. You kind of went through it a little bit, but let's talk timeline now, right? For those that maybe didn't hear you during the press conference, what's your timeline beginning now here at the University of Tulsa? Yeah, to me, I've got a commitment. We talked to Coach Day and with Gene Smith, athletic director, and talking with Rick here, a commitment to finish the job I had. I mean, yesterday I was recruiting in Ohio, and Rick's calling me, and I'm sitting here talking to a high school coach, you know, and, and not taking his call because I, I was doing my job. And then, then when I'm traveling, hey, what's up? What's going on? Well, you know, and so – you work there. I, I always, you know, we. I need to finish my job. I have an obligation. I'm here because of the success of our players, not my success, but the success they did has made us look good. So I'm getting rewarded because of their sex. So I have an obligation to see if we can do our darnest to win two games and be a national champion. So we're going to balance that. I mean, today's a game planning day. Our coaches were game planning. Uh, I've I've done a little bit on the video, and I'm going to go back and as I finish up my work here tonight, and then flip it into a little bit of watching Georgia's defense and get some ideas as we get into game plan. Instead of recruiting, I'm here recruiting our team. On the weekend, I'll go back and we'll bowl practice. Next week, I'll be here recruiting our team, reaching out to recruits in the area, but really recruiting our team and seeing make sure the kids are with us, who's on board as we then get into spring semester. I'm also going to be visiting with our staff, getting to know them, and then from there start talking to other people. I've yet to talk to any outside coaches. We'll start talking to inside, outside, figure the main pieces, put the staff together. Recruiting goes dead, and with the uh, uh, semester ending, us not being a bowl team, Recruiting in the school ends next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, based on the exam schedule. Our students will be leaving. 
recruiting goes into a dead period, I will transition back to Columbus and be there through the Peach Bowl. Uh, based on Peach Bowl success, the plan is victory, and we'll get one more week. And that means I'll be doing Zoom meetings, interviews via Zoom with coaches, talking with our, our players on our team, talking to parents of our players on our team, reassuring those, getting to know as many people as we can. Um, and whenever that season ends, I'm out. If we, we don't have success, I guess I'll be here probably January 3rd. We talk about 2nd or 3rd. We're playing the 31st. Playing that national championship game on the 9th, I'll be back here the 10th. That's still a dead recruiting period until I think January 13th. My goal was by January 15th, if meant be, have the staff fully in place. Maybe not. At Indiana, I really didn't get it until almost signing day because I kept missing on a couple guys. Just didn't get a piece. I'm not going to rush it. Uh, but I want to eval our staff, our team, get everyone on board, get a direction as I'm working hard to also finish my current job yeah. and take a group that's got a chance to win a national championship. And we had one slip up, and, and we, need to, we need to make sure that we – uh, uh, that to me is not not to make it look cool. Hey, I got a job and it looks cool. No, that's that's my obligation. To those kids and I owe it to those people. I owe it to the program and and at the same time we'll be working our tail off here, connecting with guys and having that plan. By January fifteenth, there'll be full throttle here. All season program will be started. We'll be well entrenched in the, in the recruiting top players next year. Finishing this class, we'll see where the portal's going. If we need to get into that realm, we'll play that by here. By February, you're here. Off-season workouts, I'll have the coaches involved with our strength coaches being a lot of workouts, getting no guys. Start implementing your system. Now it's March, spring ball, and yeah. you're rocking and rolling. But right these, at it. These next two weeks, our team, dead period, win, win, win some bowl games here for national title, get the staff together, January, mid, early January, hopefully not saying it's got to be them, but try to be locked down by the end of Red Roll. Last one for me is you, you mentioned <laughs> high school and, you know, recruiting, and I know you still had some base here because you did this in, at uh, Oklahoma, and I had a text conversation with Bill Blankenship today who, you know, had some interactions with you. How do you get reinvolved with high schools here? Do you go out and meet with coaches? What do you do? Yeah, it, well, it would be, you know, first of all, as the head guy, you only get one shot. Right. Can't go out in the spring recruiting. So it might be a bunch of just phone calls and trying to, if they want to, swing over to practice. and We could do a, the regional clinic, feel good stuff. Anybody's into that or just be a part of the state clinics. When that when they come out, but uh, you know, in time, you know, I've I've talked to Coach Blankenship uh, recently about some of his recruits, and um, uh, and you know, still know some of the names, some of the guys. And there's been some turn. Carter, my old uh, player and coach at, at Indiana, Carter Whitson, I think is that one of the Putman City schools and doing a great job down there. So we'll know some guys. Uh, there's good, great football in the state, uh, great players. I think some guys that we uh, make sure that we're doing the right job evaluating. But uh, looking forward to to getting to know those players. But really, it's, it, there's. My time here, I enjoyed, you know, coming to to, 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 to remember the first time I walked in Broken Air and they're building a complex for Coach Babbitt. I'm like, what the heck is this thing? You guys are high school. Yeah. I mean, the first time I was sitting in Jinx, I go, your office is nicer than my office, man. Like, like, and that was that was um, our pre. Who was that coach? Um, the coach that passed. Coach Trimble. Coach, 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 coach Trimble. Coach Trimble. Yeah. Allen. And um, yeah, um, what a great coach, great program that place has always been. And, Wait till you see what they built over a union. Yeah. It'll blow yeah. you. It'll blow you yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> first really time will. I was there with Coach Blankenship, and that's back. I remember uh, coming, stopping in to see Tress Way. I was, I was dealing with some guys. I had to come and see Tress back day when he was coming out. So, great football within our region. Really, also strong football down in, in Oak City. And then, you know, you know, there's there's some good balls in those little stick places between yeah. that. Whether it be oh, Salisaw yeah. or Ufala, you know, you know, uh, Muskogee. You know, you know, you you there, there's got a pretty guys. good linebacker out of Fort Gibson yeah. at one time down Wagner. in Norman too, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, and you know, and and at the same time, too, you're not far to, to the, the East Texas area, the Metroplex. And I think that area gets over-recruited. So, again, we just got to be smart. And 
uh, I think it's just critical that we have coaches understand the bodies we're looking for, the type of people we're looking for. And if you're going to do a good job recruiting, it takes T-I-M-E. It takes time. you got to get to know. If you're recruiting a highlight tape, uh, you're going to get burned. You got to get to know the per, like you said, peel that onion back. Yes, and see and see, see what's inside this guy's core here, and see if not only has the talent, but he has the makeup to to be a successful uh, uh, hurricane. Here. My uh, man Colby back in studio has one final question for you. Thank you for all of your extended time, Colby. Go ahead, Coach. First of all, congratulations. Uh, I'm just curious. It doesn't feel like you're that far removed from being a head coach, but the warp speed of evolution that has taken place in college football is is wild how much do you feel like you've observed the head coaching position and all the hats you have to wear in that position changing in that short amount of time yeah i mean it is with like say managing with with the 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 transfer portal piece uh the nli piece and all um um, but i I think as 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 you go through it's your ability to be consistent with your messaging uh that you're doing a great job of resting take care of yourself you got the energy to do what you got to do because you got to be on point as you're leading and talking to your guys Uh, yeah, you know, we'll go out and do what we can to, 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 to generate, I guess, NLI opportunities. But I don't know if we're going to get recruits because we're, we're out NILing them. I think there's an obligation to take care of the guys if we can and what's there and that we're consistent in, in what guys are getting at why and it's for the right reasons. And, and just be careful of making false promises in that way. And, again, with the transfer portal, if the guys want to look at it, they can. But if they love the school and love the community, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I had a hard time leaving Northwestern to come to Oklahoma because I loved Randy Walker and loved my players. Yeah. You know, what? and, and I'm, I'm looking at the, one of the greatest programs of all time, and Bob's a phenomenal guy, and I love my guy. And if you get guys that, that love what we're about, it'll be hard to leave. But if it's if it's in their best interest, that's a part of it. And I think we're, our world has gotten so transient that, that there's just constant change. So here comes a new three technique. Here comes a new wide receiver. And if they, we lost one, we lost one. We try our darnest to get one. I think, though, as we go through all this change, we got to make sure we keep developing. You can't lose the development. And the kids that show, you know, the quarterbacks that go from this school to this school to this school to this school. And Joe Burrow is a great transfer guy. He had three years at Ohio State, three years of that weight room, three years of throwing to those receivers, three years of one-on-one against first-round draft picks. Joe Burrow got better. If Joe was – you see the guys that are one year, one play six months, one play six you, – you have to get better at our sport. And I think the guys that stay somewhere two and three and four years, and that's going to be my, my sale to guys. We want guys to come in and, hey, if you're year three or four, you're good enough, and you want to look on, I guess that's a little bit of a game. Maybe that's going to get changed now with other legislation in time. But right now that's a part of the game, and we'll do that. We're just going to do our darndest to get the right guys and develop them and have some fun here, though. Coach, appreciate you. Thank you so much. Congratulations yeah. as well on a great day. Uh, we'll Thanks, have more conversations with you uh, up in the near future, but I can't thank you enough for coming over here and spending yeah, some time with us. Yeah, it's great to meet you. Great to meet you. Great Absolutely. to be back. Thank you. That is Kevin Wilson, the uh, head football coach at the University of Tulsa, joining us here on the Blitz 1170. Colby, I leave the program in your ample hands. Thank you for allowing us uh, to uh, invade your space here this afternoon, and I will check in with you tomorrow, kind sir. Sounds good, fellas. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, it was great to hear from Coach Kevin Wilson and excited to see what is next for he and this new era of Tulsa football. We will take a timeout. Matt Hubbard is on the other side of the glass. I am Colby Daniels. This is the Blitz 1170. John Holcomb joins us in the 5 o'clock hour. Again, Kevin Wilson has been announced as the head coach of Tulsa football. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.